Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Vahe Gregorian joins us, the uh, sports columnist, one of two, from the Kansas City Star. Meanwhile, the Wichita Eagles sitting there uh, with no no sports columnist. Vahe, why don't you come down and work in Wichita? Well, I, I don't know if this is uh, exactly the, the same thing you're saying, but it, it, at least I believe some of the things I write end up in the paper in Wichita, so I don't know they if that do. counts. But <laughs> they do, and we appreciate it. You got to settle for a, a satellite, uh, satellite stuff. I'm sorry to say, but um, boy, we could do a whole riff on uh, the state of the business, huh? But uh, that's not why you yeah, have Yeah, that'll that'll depress me even more. So I don't want to do, I don't want to go there. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, let's talk about the Chiefs. They went into Buffalo and won. That's impressive enough. But I think everybody thought ball. I think everybody thought this looked like Baltimore's year. They had been playing so well, so good, both uh, sides of the football. Lamar Jackson with an MVP season. And here the Chiefs go into Baltimore and just take the life out of that place, man. That was uh, that was impressive. Well, it's funny you say that. One of the thoughts I had coming out of the weekend was, you know, the Chiefs have been heartbreakers for 50 years, 60, 70 years, whatever the length of their franchise. It's just that now they do it to other teams' fans instead of their own. And – I, I tell you, Baltimore was hosting its first AFC championship since 1971. I do think there was a little bit of a sense of it's just time or they're, they, you know, they've been anointed. And I do think they were, they were absolutely the best team during the season. I didn't, I, I, I thought that, that, that Baltimore would win, but I certainly didn't dismiss the, the chance the Chiefs could or even, even would, um, even would just because, the, the, the key point here is what we saw in the game, um, meeting the moment. And, and having been in the moment helps you meet the moment. And there's just something a little bit different about Patrick Mahomes than Lamar Jackson. So, Vahe, this game is February 11th against the 49ers. It's Super Bowl 58. All of those numbers, 211, 4958, add up to 13. Taylor Swift's lucky number. Is this destiny? Oh, brother. Is, is oh. this destiny? Is it destiny? I Listen, can't believe I'm listening to this. Um, it, it, it's funny. We could all have fun with numbers. The, the one that a neighbor sent me last night was that they should uh, – you would hope that the Chiefs would win Super Bowl 58 with this great defense that would be a reflection of the uh, legacy of Derek Thomas, number 58. Fun with numbers. Um and, you know, one other numbers thing I, I feel like I need to say back to that is something I learned a few years ago that uh, accountants like to say, if you torture the numbers long enough, you get them to testify to anything. So if the 13 from that means something to you, I think that's what matters. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> I got to ask about this defense. You know, years prior, the defense has been okay, but everything always rested on Mahomes. Talk about this defense. I mean, the plays they made last game and just all year is—is is this game going to come down to the defensive side of the ball instead of Patrick Mahomes? Well, 
here's the thing that I think is different. It's not just that it comes down to the defensive side. It's that it's entwined in a different way than we've seen. Um, the Chiefs have had some offensive limitations this year. They were mistake-prone. They didn't have uh, the receiving core that they've had in the past, or at least not as productive. Um, more drop passes than anybody in the NFL. So they started, in essence, contouring their game to this. And we saw moments against Baltimore that reflected that, right? The offense got Baltimore on its heels uh, in the first half. Um, but then you'd have to say Patrick uh, Mahomes sort of went into game management mode um, in the second half because they know the defense is uh, salty enough that it, you don't want to take unnecessary gambles. So um, I think one of the defining moments of the game, it's hard to believe we're talking about it this way, but Andy Reid even pointed it out the other day. Um, in, with about six and a half minutes left, instead of trying to throw the ball away or you know make a little bit of a desperation pass that might you know typically end up in a, in a magical Mahomes moment, um, Mahomes decided to take a sack. And why did he do that? Because he wanted the clock to keep running. And lo and behold, um, you take the sack, don't take the risk. Uh, the Ravens have to call their first timeout. And that plays out into the final couple minutes when the Chiefs really had to just get one first down to end the game. So there's an aspect of complementary football that they're playing now because of the quality of the defense. One last thing on the defense, I'd just say this is, you know, they had such good, uh, such a good draft last year with so many young players um, like, you know, Karloftis and uh, Brian Cook and McDuffie, all these guys. And um, that enabled them to have some continuity going into this year that they haven't really had. Almost all these guys are back, but then they also had just perfect supplementary um, free agent pickups with Mike Edwards, Amenahue, and Drew Tranquil, and guys that um, were really essential in this and that were fast learners. So they, they are playing more schemes, playing them faster. Spagnuolo's got com complicated defenses, and the result is that they're – you know, one of the couple best defenses in the NFL. Talking now with Vahe Gregorian from the Kansas City Star. So now I'm of the opinion that as good as San Francisco is, I can't even wrap my head around the possibility uh, that a team quarterback by Brock Purdy, and he's a fine quarterback, uh, can beat a team quarterback by Patrick Mahomes. I know they have a stout defense, except uh, – they didn't look so stout in the first half against Detroit. I know they have a lot of weapons offensively. How do you look at this game? Can guys like Kristen, Christian McCaffrey and, and, and Kittle and, and some of their other uh, stars, Debo Samuel, can they make up that difference and make this uh, a, a game that they could win? You know, I, I, just, I just don't know that answer. I mean, it, it, it's, um, I think it'll be a great game. I think that uh, the 49ers will will have ways to um, to throw the defense off balance. I mean, I think they're they're they'll be well schemed. They've got the right sorts of talents. Um, I think you know. Let's see. It was a 20. I guess the Chiefs gave up 27 points in one game, and other than that, no more than 24. You know, they've given up a total of uh, 10 points in the second half in the three postseason games. They, they seem to get better through the game. The Chiefs do. So I think the defense will be what it's been. It's been consistent over the whole season that way. Uh, I think the 49ers will be a different kind of challenge. Um, but I, I, if you asked me to predict who'd win right now, I guess I'd 
lean Chiefs, but kind of think of it more as a coin toss. Um, this is a, a minor thing, and it's just symbolic, but I, I guess the 49ers have come back from double digits to win both their postseason games. Um, the only team that's ever done that all the way through was the Chiefs, uh, who whose rally against the 49ers by double digits you know, four years ago was uh, the, the, the Super Bowl triumph. So maybe the 49ers have a little of that DNA and, and mojo and um, but I, I find it hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in this circumstance. I don't mean to stay on the it couple, but I will ask you about Travis Kelsey unrelated to uh, Taylor Swift. What does this postseason performance do for his future? I mean, we don't think he'll retire, but is that on the table if they win the Super Bowl with his brother retiring, all the stuff he can and probably will do off the field? Or, you know, is that uh, is that not a possibility? Oh, I think it's a possibility. Whether it's a probability, I, I just can't answer that. You know, Travis has given different answers when asked at different times about this question. And, you know, when he spent a leisurely day or so, whatever it was, with the Wall Street Journal, he, he made it a point of telling the Wall Street Journal that he thinks about retiring more than anybody would ever realize. Meanwhile, we've asked him about it several times, and he makes it sound like, well, there's no way he's going to retire. Um I do think his appearance on Saturday Night Live last year let him know that he could have a show business career if he if he wants that. I think he's further into the entertainment world now, obviously, with uh, what he's done on the podcast and even with, with Taylor. It's just hard to know. I, I think the one thing we do know is he'll have options. And, um, you, you know, do you, do you leave in the middle of – what seems like a dynasty, if if you don't have to, I, I would find that hard to walk away from. Um, what What's an interesting question is, is it harder to walk away if they win or if they lose? I, I just don't know. But I think anybody that thinks they know that's not in his inner circle is, is only guessing. It seems far more likely to me that he's back than not. But I wouldn't rule out that he's not back. Well, back to the game and, and not Taylor. Um, Didn't ask about Taylor. Well, you kind of did, and that's just where I'm going with this. Is San Francisco going to just try to take away Kelsey and Rice? You know, last week against Baltimore, uh, Mahomes throwing to them goes 19 of 20. If they yeah, take I those mean, look, two guys away, who's going to step up for who's going to step up for Kansas City? Look, it's a good question. Of course, uh, no no doubt they're going to try to take them away. Um, and the, the issue for the Chiefs is what's funny is, I mean, they've blossomed more offensively by simplifying and, you know, refining the, the amount of people, the number of people that they're really making a part of the game plan. But, um, look, this is effectively Andy Reid after a bye week. He's got a pretty remarkable track record in that. Um, and I think that they'll understand what the 49ers will be trying to take away. Uh, there's so many games within the games. I mean, I can't even say I've really studied them all at this point. But they're going to – I think it's reasonable to say they're going to need other players to contribute in the in the pass game. And, you know, we've seen some big moments from Marquez Valdez-Scantling in the postseason. He had a, a big postseason last year, uh, you know, used in the right way. That can, that can be meaningful. A guy that they get – Nice little bursts of production from is Justin Watson. Maybe he has a, a few more opportunities. It's, it's hard to say. It really depends also on how effective they are at shutting down, shutting down Kelsey and Rice. I mean, most teams go into games trying to shut down Kelsey and Rice, and most can't succeed. 
Well, hey, Gregorian, our final moments. I got a question for you. We talked about this uh, yesterday on the show, and it asked you to look into the future, uh, not just this year's Super Bowl, but in the next season and maybe beyond that. What AFC team, now that uh, the Chiefs have dispatched of Buffalo, they've dispatched of Baltimore, uh, Cincinnati had a down year with Joe Burrow's injury. Uh, you've got the Chargers now with uh, Jim Harbaugh coming. You've got Sean Payton in Denver. Uh, you've got Jacksonville. You've got all the teams that are good. Uh, what AFC team is best positioned to put an end to this Chiefs dynasty thing? Is there one? I would still suggest Baltimore might be, but the problem the, the problem for Baltimore, as it is with, with Buffalo, probably not so much with Cincinnati, but Baltimore and Buffalo, I think the Chiefs are in their heads at this point, and um, particularly Buffalo. And getting over that hump is one of those things that's like, boy, it's hard to get over that hump until you actually do, and then that changes things. That's why I was, for the Chiefs, I, I thought – this, the last game had more consequences to it than maybe just the one game in itself. I mean, I, I think if, if the Ravens had beaten the Chiefs, you're now talking about Lamar Jackson having as many MVPs as Mahomes, having a chance to win you know, his first Super Bowl, but kind of ending the spell the Chiefs have had over, over uh, them, I and mean, they've had great success against them. And instead, it's just kind of, no, you, you, we're putting you guys back in the box over there. We, we're still in charge. So I don't think that means that they're – not capable of knocking them off. And you're right, all the other things you just mentioned, I mean, there's going to be more people coming at them. But, um, you know, if you win four out of six, you get to six straight AFC championship games, you win four out of six, you dispatch different teams along the way. I'd say, you know, somebody else is going to have to prove that they can do it, not not that the Chiefs uh, aren't, aren't motivated to keep showing what they can do, but, I mean, somebody's going to have to show they can do it. All right, good stuff. We didn't even get into anything else but the Chiefs, but what is there but the Chiefs right now, Vi? Thank <laughs> you so right. much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. We'll talk to you again before long.